afternoon, good evening to you wherever you are. It's Osha, and I want to welcome you to something about Sunday. few things at the moment um I'm grateful for my life and the individuals that I get to share my life with I just got in the house um I got home from work today and I'd had a really heavy day emotionally just very heavy and have been for a couple of weeks now and I needed to see my dad so I pulled up I saw my dad's car parked I went to his house rang the doorbell and he greeted me my OSHA and it was exactly what I needed I collapsed into his arms and we were able to chat and he took me to dinner I had some sangria and here we are um, I've missed you guys so much. I've missed this mic. I've missed this process. I've missed so many things. Um, and there have been lots of recordings taking place over the last two and a half months that I just haven't uploaded, haven't edited, and I think everything is all divine. Um, things come out when they are supposed to when they need to and I I feel like this this episode is one of those ones is actually going to see the light of day and tonight I'm doing something a little different it is not Sunday it is Monday it is Monday November 18th and we're here something about Sunday this episode will be entitled Dollface um before I get into Dollface and why Dollface and what Dollface is all about, I want to stick to the script of checking in with myself and allowing you to check in with yourself by asking, how are you doing, mind, body, and spirit? Right now, my mind is quiet and calm and at peace my body is calm quiet and at peace and my spirit the same everything is in alignment and I appreciate that because just a few short hours ago that was not the case (laughs) it was not the case at all um so dollface why dollface so dollface is actually a series that i started watching binge watched friday and saturday i believe it's a hulu original show um a couple of familiar faces are in the show it's a white show and um one of the main actresses is asian um I don't even know how I ended up 
watching it. It it was a recommendation. Um, I recognized a couple of names and I just pressed play. And it's a really cute show. What I liked about the show, one, is that upon the pilot episode, I was I was buying into it. Most pilot episodes turn me off. This one brought me in. So the premise of Dollface is that the main character was in a relationship for five years. During the span of her five-year relationship, she should have all her friends. And then her dude dumped her out of nowhere, and she was left to kind of pick up the pieces and figure out what her life was about um, as a newly single woman with no friends. And the storyline... It just chronicles her life reemerging into society, if you will, trying to make those connections with the friends that she left behind and integrating into different spaces where she never existed because she lived in her boyfriend's asshole for five years. <laughs> so I really appreciated the theme of the show, though. The theme of the show is about sisterhood. It's about friendship and why it's important. Even when you're in a relationship, no matter what, why it's really important to sustain those relationships. And so I felt that it was a perfect time to talk about platonic love and platonic relationships and the value that they hold for me and the value that I know that they hold for other people that I know and to encourage people who do not express or emote in those relationships um, because they are just as valuable as romantic relationships and romantic interest. So there was, and there's always an Instagram post, there was um, an Instagram post that I saw um, maybe a couple of weeks ago and it said platonic love is not a runner-up to romantic love platonic love is in second place platonic love isn't less real less valid or less powerful than romantic love don't let your platonic love take a back seat to romantic love and i really really enjoyed that because i think about my life i think about the challenges that i faced throughout my life shit throughout this year and I would not be where I am I would not be who I am without the love of my platonic my, my platonic relationships um I have always had friends ever since I was a child I've always had a good number of friends um, people that I can call on, people that I rely on, people that support me, that I support, just a very giving, loving exchange within those relationships. But as I've gotten older, the relationships have evolved. And what I really appreciated about the show, Dollface, was it showcased not just the Kiki King part of platonic love and platonic relationships. But the ups and the downs, right? So I have a best friend who I've known for 20 years. Um, I'm 35, so I've known her and been friends with her more than half of my life. And throughout the span of our friendship in high school, we had a great time. It was 
all shits and giggles and you know rainbows and flowers and fairy tales and it was great and then we graduated and she had children and we separated at some point just due to space and time I moved out of the state and things like that we were still friends um, but we just weren't keeping in touch and we weren't communicating and doing a lot of the things that you do when you're in high school and you know at a point we came back together and you know we were kicking it really hard and really tough and then we fell out and then we came back together and through our falling out and coming back together our relationship continues to it continues to be in a state of like rebirth I feel like as she's overcoming different challenges and obstacles and opportunities in her life as I'm overcoming different obstacles and opportunities and challenges in my life we are shedding our skin and we're continuing to grow up together even in our 30s and how that has strengthened our relationship where we're able to have conversations about things that don't feel great we're able to have conversations where we disagree and the relationship isn't over and I think that there's so much value in even speaking to that because I feel like when you have friendships with people we're taught to believe that because we're just friends and because we make the choice and because there's no sex or any intimacy involved that it shouldn't have all these feelings well that's the first part of it every friendship at least the real ones that I have there's there's a level of intimacy and also if you know me that that's that's my shit being intimate is my thing um being vulnerable is my thing communicating is my thing and so you're gonna have moments where you're being raw and real and honest and someone may not agree with you does that mean that the friendship is not valid does it mean that the friendship can't withstand it no it just means that there needs to be some communication there needs to be some understanding there needs to be some patience there needs to be some fill in the blank and so I appreciate on this show like these bitches be getting into it are you breaking up and getting back together and I love it because it's real it's very real and there are just not enough tv shows books poems music anything to really chronicle what it's really like I remember when my ex-best friend and I when our friendship ended I ran across a poem by Rupi Carr that talked about um, being heartbroken when you lose a friend and how nope there aren't enough songs or poems about it and I remember reading it and crying and saying like yeah like we are not encouraged to talk about that stuff we don't create space to share about those things um, how to deal with them, how to get through them, how to get over them. But we have everything, all the articles, all the blog posts, all of the Instagram videos about how to deal with the romantic and not the platonic. So that is the reason why I wanted to take this opportunity to highlight those relationships. And I think about how emotionally charged the last two weeks of my life has been. We can blame it on Mercury in retrograde. We can blame it on Scorpio season. My God, I'm so glad it's Sagittarius season. I never thought I would say that. But there's just been a lot of really deep, deep, deep feelings and deep emotions floating around. Um, and I emote regularly, but even for me, I was just like, I could just not feel. Like, I would be okay with just not feeling anything at this time. And had it not been for the love of my platonic 
relationships that have snatched me up to keep it moving day by day over the weekend um over the weekend i was cramping really really badly like i was having a really difficult time physically i was just very very uncomfortable and because i had already had plans with my best friend on saturday and sunday we both had to be accountable to each other to make these plans happen so saturday we had our plans we did a double date on a boat we did that it was fine and then sunday i just didn't have anything to give i'd had some things kind of festering that were bothering me that i hadn't had the opportunity to get off my chest and i was trying to like work through those feelings and she's dealing with you know the matriarch of her family and you know preparing for her matriarch to transition so just life is happening right and we had plans to go to a sound bath um led by janae Iko. and even though those tickets were paid for and it was down the street i was just like i'm if she doesn't come over here to get me i'm not going like i'm going to stay on this couch under these covers and soak and feel my feelings and just be in my feelings and you know do that whole thing and she showed up for me and there's something about the 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 value of the person that you choose to walk this life with whether platonic or romantic but from a platonic sense since that's the theme of this conversation i remember telling her yesterday I appreciate how you bring sunshine like sunshine to my life. I appreciate that even in the moments where I feel like I'm just like underneath the soil of the earth, you come and you shed light on my darkness. You provide laughter and happiness to my sadness. And this sounds really dramatic, but sometimes it feels like this. And it's also great to know that I also do that for her as well. I have another friend really close to love her to bits and pieces um, who lives in Denver. And I appreciate how she always checks in on me. She's the mind, body, spirit person. She's the person who introduced me to that thought, to that practice of checking in with myself, checking in with her. I'm always wanting to know how I'm doing, how I'm feeling, what I need, how she can show up for me, how she can support me, which is so huge. And it's one thing to just ask the question, but it's another thing to ask the question and to be intentional about awaiting an answer and to being of service for another person. That's not doing this to get something in return. Like that is the, that's the key. I look at my relationships. I look at the list of wonderful human beings and women that are in my life on a platonic level. And there's a good five of them um, in my life currently where I feel so incredibly blessed to know them because even in the midst of their shit, they're checking on other people. They're being honest. We're able to like cultivate this space where we're doing the work with one another. And you just never feel alone. Um, And being someone who lives alone, who works 
um, and I occupy a space of like a boss at work, it's easy to feel isolated and it's easy to feel alone, but I never do, you know, because I always have one of those women that I can reach out to. And that's a priceless gift, you know, that I have um, and that I hope that everyone has. And which is, again, the reason why I'm highlighting this, this whole thing. Um, there have been a lot of new beginnings in my life. So just to fill you guys in, I think I posted an episode in September, the beginning of September. It's now the middle of August. Thanksgiving is just a few short days away. So uh, towards the end of August, I was on um, a leave of absence from work. I was having an incredibly difficult time with work as you guys know I've been in therapy for a couple of years um, there was a diagnosis involved um, all based around my employment excuse me and I was taken off work and I was on LOA for eight weeks and during like the process leading up to LOA those same tribe members that I was just talking about were just like, when are you going? What are you doing? How can I support you? And I remember being so anxious about the entire process, you know, essentially feeling like I was abandoning my employees and my client group and my responsibilities as an adult because we're supposed to work we're supposed to give we're supposed to we're supposed to we're supposed to and all of my friends everyone close to me rallied together in support of me finally taking a step to take care of myself first which is you know something that's really challenging for us to do so I finally went on the leave like I said I was off for eight weeks And during that time, I just had a bunch of cheerleaders cheering me on to do everything or nothing. And of course, I had an extensive list of things that I wanted to do. Very, very uh, courageous list of things that I wanted to take on. Um, And throughout the entire process, whether I decided to do or not do, I felt completely supported by my village of women to take care of myself you know I have a a love-hate relationship with incense (laughs) right I I really can't see myself living without it but the way that it destroys things in my home is, is is an issue I just watched the incense stick fall through the bottom of the incense holder onto my rug and I was trying to scoot down to grab it in case it decided to catch fire because in my dramatic mind, I'm like, it's going to catch fire. This apartment's going to burn down. It's, of course, none of that happened. Um, so that's where my attention just drifted off to. Anyway, so I did the leave for eight weeks. Um, prior to the leave, I had been looking for different opportunities. Um, I was fortunate to secure an opportunity for an organization Um who I feel drives the purpose of like the human connection um, 
and it's been quite the transition for me working in retail, working in sales, working in apparel, to working in an industry that is completely dedicated solely to like the livelihood of other humans. So that part has been really fulfilling, knowing that I serve a population who serves a population who needs them. Um, and so ensuring that I provide them with training and um, feedback and strategic plans to be more efficient for that business, for that customer base has been has been really great. Um, so with that, you know, I got a new job. Um, which was a really great change of pace, change of scenery, change of pay. Everything was just really wonderful and kind of unreal. And then uh, recently, well, a week ago, I bought a new car. And I did a rant about that on Instagram. Um, prior to me buying my car, I had my other car for almost six years. And the car is paid off. And, you know, with my last employer, I had a company car. So for almost three years, I drove essentially a brand new car that I didn't have to pay for gas for, that I didn't have to pay for maintenance for, like everything was taken care of by the company. So when I decided to leave the company and went back to my personal vehicle, it just wasn't, it wasn't working. <laughs> it, it just wasn't working. I'm like, I, this is not my ministry. Like you have worked really hard to get to the next level and this is not the next level like you need to get a new car and so I started looking at cars and pricing cars and I got into a point where I started to talk myself out of it being a good idea for me to get a new car I was telling myself I couldn't afford it I was telling myself I didn't deserve it I was telling myself that we just we didn't need it um and outside of getting outside of my own head and my own thoughts about that having my people having my tribe having my village of women that I can be honest with and say hey I'm really having some issues right now with some negative self-talk I'm just feeling like I'm not deserving of all the things that I want you know and being able to step outside of myself to have those honest vulnerable conversations with friends to say this is where I'm at this is what I'm doing and I'm very very transparent with my friends about what I'm doing and like where I am for a number of reasons. Um, for one, I'm still in shock by a lot of the things that I've achieved in my life. Um, I still struggle with like worthiness, you know, that like, why me? What did I do? How did I do? What did I do? Um, even though I know that I work my ass off, I also know that I'm very smart and I'm very capable, but I look at other people that I feel like are just as smart and worthy and their stuff hasn't popped off and so you know work right that's why I'm still in therapy because work just never stops and when you have people who know you and know your heart and know your spirit they can speak to those bruised or broken pieces of you that haven't healed that you aren't you know quite in touch with like you should be and so it was good to be able to assess that I was having these moments and getting to the bottom of why I was having those moments and then to suck it up and go buy the car anyway. Um, and yeah, with that, the new car, the new job, the new relationship, um, 
so me and my unicorn have been together now for two months i'm that dork that celebrates every month it'll be two months tomorrow actually um and we have an episode that we recorded together that i have to do some editing on but as soon as i get that done i'll be sharing that with you and even with that right um being in a relationship and I've been in a relationship like you know full-blown legitimate titled relationship thing in two years has it been two years it's been two years and they are not things that I enter into lightly, but it's been really nice to have friends who have been around for a long time, for not a long time, who have watched me through my escapades with dating and situationships and all of the above to acknowledge my growth and to acknowledge my work and my healing and to encourage me in this new relationship that I'm in that is very different in a number of ways, um, but very great for my continuous growth and my continuous healing as a woman, as a partner, as, you know, someone who hopes to be a wife, someone who looks to be a mother. It's been really great to have, you know, friends to see you through all of your many phases and stages. Um, to support you and show you where they see growth, you know, and where they see healing and where they see work, you know, and where they see you showing up in a way that you possibly weren't showing up before. Um, But then I also have started to think about how I would love to see my romantic love bleed into my platonic love. And I remember telling him that it was really important to me that the next person that I was in a relationship with, that we were friends. And I definitely feel like that's my nigga. Like we have fun um, outside of just us hanging out in the house. I love spending time with him outside of the house. I love going places with him. I can share space with him among friends, um, with family like I can do all of those things which I value so very much because life it asks for you to integrate space and time with other people and so I've been in relationships where I only enjoyed partners when we were alone and didn't want to have them or didn't enjoy them you know in um and other spaces and in this one I'm I'm just really grateful to have a partner who is personable and witty and charming and sweet who I can bring around other people um and to do work with and so although I enjoy being very vulnerable and sharing and oversharing so that you all have context um I will spare him and spare us Um, but it's it's real when you choose to collide with someone when you choose to merge your life your life with another human being 
who has lived a different path, a different journey, who's had their share of relationships, their share of trauma, their share of fill in the blank. Eventually, with the coming together of the two lives, that stuff comes up. That stuff comes up. And that is where the platonic piece, I feel like, really matters. Where you want to be able to hang the romantic thing up on the hanger and pull to the platonic piece to say, look, I know what we have. I know where we're working on, but this is where I'm meeting you right now as your friend who knows you and who loves you in spite of whatever it is that you may feel um, to empower that person to be brave. And I had that moment today where, you know, he and I had a very real conversation last night about a number of things and he was able to say to me in vulnerability in in vulnerability well just in vulnerability he he came to me and shared with me what his feelings were uh, what his fears were, where where his insecurities lied, um, and that he he still was here and still wanted to do the things, which was so meaningful for me um, because I think a lot of times we feel like in order to be brave. There have to be these ginormous gestures. And there was something that I saw today on Instagram, of course, where it said um, being brave doesn't always involve grand gestures. Sometimes being brave looks more like staying when you want to leave or telling the truth when all you want to do is change the subject. Um and I've noticed that and experienced that personally in all of my relationships where it's just it's easier when it's just good and um, everybody understands one another and we're all on the same wavelength. But what happens when we're not? Who do you retreat to? Who do you turn into, you know, in those moments? And I appreciate him being brave and staying when it would feel easier to leave because we're having a conversation about whatever. Um, and I know who I am and I know that I can be a lot for people. And the irony in that is I remember dealing with this chick, um, dealing with this chick some years ago. And I always admired how she was so self-aware and how she could communicate effortlessly and flawlessly about how she's feeling and what her needs were and you know honoring the space where other people were and you know all of that and I remember appreciating her patience with me because I wasn't there I was nowhere near there wasn't sure that I was ever gonna get there um but I definitely had um, 
had that experience. And so I think about how we used to have conversations and it was always like, I felt like we were always talking about her feelings and always talking about what she needed. And it's so funny now because I look at myself and I'm like, oh great, I'm her. <laughs> you know, you go to therapy enough, your feelings is what you know. Like you are fluent in feelings and you're fluent in wanting to communicate and wanting to be vulnerable, wanting to be intimate. And I don't, I will never change that about who I am. You know, and I also understand that that's not for everyone. So I really, really value and appreciate my partner for just trying to meet me where I am with all of my feelings, with all of my communication, with all of my emotional check-ins, with all of my fill-in-the-blanks, because that's just not a normal thing that most of us are used to, let alone a black man. And so... If you are listening, I want you to know that I love you so much and I value you so much and I appreciate how you try and I appreciate how you show up and I appreciate you being brave for us to move through this life together to figure out all of the things um, I thank you for meeting me here and being my friend um yeah but this episode is called doll face so i'm gonna go back, i'm gonna go back to um the meat and potatoes of that um so additionally me and my bmff were talking about a retreat so her and I have been talking about doing a retreat for a while something that she had been working on solo for a bit and then when her and I started working on events and things like that we're working on an event and it's going to be your event I don't know what the name is going to be but it's going to be your event one of the biggest qualms that I have about um retreats is how expensive they are and I can afford to to do a lot of things but a lot of the stuff that I see for these retreats, it just is, it just feels like it's about the money and not about the healing and the gathering of minds and bodies and spirits to like do work. Um, retreats for like a couple of days in the desert be like two wrecks, which I think is crazy. And so her and I have been having conversations around a retreat. Um, and of course it being cost effective, like that's at the top of the list, of course. But what I wanted to do is kind of source, I want to source with my listeners. If you were to attend a retreat, how much would you want to pay? What type of activities would you want to participate in? What type of panels? Are you interested in um, what type of work are you looking to do? Um, those are some of the the key the key things for me and her, just to ensure that it's you get what you want out of the retreat. Obviously, we're gonna do what we want, but a retreat is not successful unless it has attendees. Um, so I wanted to 
put some filters and some feelers out to see if you all have attended retreats, if you have what you enjoy, what you didn't enjoy, and what it is you're looking for in your next adventure, in your next retreat. This retreat will happen in 2020 for sure. Um, and so once we get some more information, I'm going to send out an official survey. But if you're listening and you're intrigued and you're interested, please definitely do not desert, hesitate to reach out to me. Cavalierlush at gmail.com. Instagram is at Cavalierlush. Let's chat and connect and figure out how we can create the space for healing, for intimacy, for sisterhood, for all the things that I've shared um, tonight. I feel like that was all I had. I have an outline. I've been trying to do better about utilizing my outline, but then I get on this mic and it's like Freestyle Friday. So what can you do? Um, I love y'all. I miss y'all. I do have stuff in the archives that I will be getting to you soon. I have an appointment soon with my plug who edits a podcast on an actual radio station he's gonna help me get it together so I can edit what I have and and get back to sharing on a regular basis that's something that I, I do want to be more intentional about and I appreciate those of you who reach out to me to hold me accountable and say bitch where is it it has been two months <laughs> what are you doing what are you going through everything actually um <laughs> All the things are happening. If you guys do not hear from me, it's not because I'm on vacation. That happened also. But if I'm not posting, it's because life is happening. And not necessarily because it's a bad thing. It's just a transition that's taken me a little longer to recover from. Starting a new job is tough. Um, Resetting your life to do something different. It's a challenge. Relationships, new relationships that shifts shit. And there's just been a lot of that. But I'm back. I'm back. Thank you for your ear. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your time. Enjoy the rest of this week. Enjoy the holiday season that is upon us. Feel free to reach out to me if you need an ear, if you need love, if you need a hug. I got you. Thank you for listening to Something About Sunday. Peace.